Rain. Meow. Snow. Rain. Meow. Snow. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Good. Good. Doing good. Yes, we're still in Denver. Yeah. And we are recording a Q&A in Denver, which honestly wasn't planned, but we ran out of time. You did. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we ran out of time before leaving for Denver, and so here we are. Nothing will stop us from answering our listeners' cues. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to get started? I am. All right, this first question is from V as in the letter. Dear Shandy, hello. Longtime listener and eagerly await new episodes every week. Thank you, V. One point you've brought up periodically that I have been ruminating over is the fact that most people don't usually write into a podcast if they are in a great relationship. I'd like to push back. This concept has inspired my question today, smiley face. I am in a loving and wonderful relationship. My husband and I have been together for 10 years, married for four. I'm 32, he's 36, and we met and live in Tokyo, Japan, although Ooh. neither of us is Japanese. Go figure. Ah, Jealous. V, how I, did you do that from like a visa standpoint? I want to know. And a language standpoint. Do they speak Japanese? Yeah, I mean, I think you could work on the language, but I f- it's not easy to just move to Japan, no. I don't think. Although it sounds like they both maybe already lived there. I want to know. I know me too, V. Tell us. I love my husband so much and feel that we work really well together. However, recently I feel frustrated that I have no one to vent to about him when once in a while I think he's being unreasonable. In my mind, it's basically wrong to ever complain about my frustrations to family members or friends. I respect him way too much and venting could cause someone to change or alter their opinion about him unfairly. I love and respect him too much to talk poorly about him. But recently I find myself going crazy and wish there was an outlet to let out some steam. I've actually drafted messages to your podcast just wanting some third-party anonymous perspective but felt too guilty to ever send. It's a lot of guilt over something that I think is pretty common. Yeah. So here's my question. Once you are married or are in a serious relationship, is it ever appropriate to vent about your partner? If so, where and how? I thought a therapist might be one idea, but that's a lot of money for a venting session. Thank you, V. Hmm. I know what I think about this. Okay. Want to go first? And I've run into this problem many times with my friends. Yeah. What do you mean? I said, yeah, like I knew. No, not... I've been always careful about this uh-huh. because when I'm in a good relationship, which hasn't been often until I met you, I've been, oh, in, you've been in good relationships. No, but they've been always fraught with some issue. Okay. There's always some issue. I'm always unsettled. Okay. You know, the first three to six months. Yeah, sure. I've had a few really good ones of those, uh-huh. but then there becomes issues where I'm unsettled. Right. Yeah. And I want to sort of talk to people about it. Talk shit. You want to talk shit, <laughs> but I have never been one to do that. Because I feel strongly that when you talk shit about your relationship to someone else, that person is colored permanently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if it's just like, you're like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. But then one time you have this whole session of like, oh, and he does this and this. And they're like, oh, I'm colored now. Yes. I think that this relationship has problems and I'm never going to stop thinking that. Mm -hmm. Maybe 10, 15 years down the road, if nothing else happens bad, I'll be like, okay, maybe they fixed it. But it's a permanent thing. I When people pitch to me about the relationship, I'm like, oh, that's a bad relationship. Right away. Especially since chances are you're not also raving about how great it is. 
yeah. as much as you are bitching. But that's be- the thing. Yeah. You don't, it's not like that's you're, like, it seems arrogant when you do that. Exactly. They're only getting half the story. And I feel there's, there's a lot of, I have strong feelings about this. That when you do vent to someone else about your relationship, they're getting a tiny peek, just mm-hmm. a little window in a big house mm-hmm. into your relationship. And it's all negative. It's yeah. It's like a peek into the the part of your bathroom that's like really gross yes. and there's products everywhere and yes. it's like it needs to be cleaned or maybe the laundry is like all over the floor but you're like but wait the rest of my house is really clean oh totally oh it's my like, god an analogy that's a great analogy <laughs> i'll even take it a step further it's like giving it's like someone's like oh i can't wait to see your new apartment you're like yeah they come in you blindfold them and you're like hold on a second you take them right to that part in the back of the toilet where like <laughs> there's like stale Scum. urine stains and like stuff you just can't reach to clean and they're like there it is <laughs> Welcome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it really is an unfair peek into a relationship because the relationship is a million things. Mm-hmm. It's not just fighting and something annoying. And that how he many does. people, like I said, spend all the time talking about the good stuff? Like people don't even want to listen to that. No one wants to listen to that. Yeah. They love hearing, oh, let me hear the problems. Yes. They love hearing problems. And then they like to internalize them and be like, they have those problems. And I don't. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll compare it to their own relationship. Oh, my relationship is great. I don't have those problems. They, <laughs> Oh, my girlfriend, she keeps bitching to me about her guy. And like, we're so good. And he's like, yeah, we're good. We don't have those problems. And then suddenly <laughs> it becomes a thing. But that's just one of the issues. Yeah. Is coloring your relationship poorly amongst your yeah, friends. Which, which it doesn't sound like, like she seems hyper conscious of even doing that, which is why she hasn't done it yet. So, what I guess what we're saying so far is that you agree with her I actions. I agree thus with far. her. Okay. And I think there's other issues too. There are other issues with this. And one of the biggest ones is not everyone has a, uh, you know, a tight lipped mouth. Oh yeah, loose lips. Loose lips. I learned are that abound. from you. I learned the loose lips thing from you. Loose lips sing ships. A lot of people they just uh, they see this information as currency. They own it. it. Yeah, now it's theirs, and they yeah. can do with it what they. And will. they'll go like they'll they'll tell their friends like, oh, listen, you got to keep this secret. Mm-hmm. You know, don't yeah. tell anybody. And but, the further it goes down the telephone line, yeah. yeah. How many people can know about your relationship who've told the next person you can't tell anybody about this, yeah. but. <laughs> Like, does that still not count as people knowing about it, even though they were told not to tell anybody about it, but they did anyway? Okay, so I, okay, I do, wait, I want to know then, do you just agree with her and then she should just keep it to herself? She should bottle it up? Because I I have a different- I have a, I'm not finished. Oh, sorry. I'm going to finish everything and then you go. Okay. I got to get this all out of the way because my thoughts are clear. Okay. So number one, it colors your relationship badly in other people's eyes and there's no, that's human. Mm -hmm. It's not their fault. It's because you're only getting that little glimpse of information. Number two, people can't shut their mouths. Yeah. One way or another, if you put the information into the universe, mm-hmm. there's a good chance it's going to slip out. Yeah. And if that happens, then the next thing you know, several people in the telephone game will make it even worse. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, oh, they, they have a bad relationship. We yeah. don't want to go on a double date with them. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be awkward. After five telephone calls, suddenly you have a horrible yeah. relationship. Yeah, you're about to get divorced. Yeah. It goes from like, oh, he doesn't leave the toilet seat. You know, he leaves the toilet seat up to yeah. we're getting divorced. So that's number two. Number three, and this isn't a problem. This is my solution. You have to have a, a, a dedicated ventee yes. who's been vetted, long time, close confidant friend, mm-hmm. trustworthy. You know that they don't talk shit. They don't talk behind your back. They are your, they're like your, it's like going to confession. Like, like they're, they're a priest. Yes. You, you value them higher than any other authority in your life. That's the person you can bitch to and you can bitch away to them. Uh, don't so, overuse it because then they're going to start not liking you as a friend. That's another layer. Wait, who's yours? Uh, but I don't vent. Oh my God. So on your high horse over there. If I vent, it's probably Dove. Okay. 
All right. So I agree completely with that last point. I have a specific friend who I vent to when I'm upset about you and you know who it is. Yeah. And she doesn't even live near us and she's been married longer than us. And so she really understands, I think, the idiosyncrasies of marriage and just irritation with one another and just sort of, you know, that moment of irrationality. But Another crucial detail is that she's way more so my friend than yours. She's not a mutual friend. She's my friend who yeah. you've met That's here That's also there. important. Yeah. Dove is your friend. Right. I'm not hanging out with Dove on the weekends. You know right. what I mean? Right. And so I think that's really important because it means that person has your back and they're not like, oh, I, I have morality issues with being told this. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're yeah. not going around and spreading that. Actually, I find oftentimes when I vent to my particular friend about this, not that I vent to her that often. Mm. but she often will be like, Andy's such a great guy. Like, I'm sure it was just blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's not what I want to hear. (laughs) I got to your venti. You didn't know about that. (laughs) Yeah. You buttered her up, but of course she's right. You know, she comes into it from the perspective of, you know, your marriage is strong. This is a moment. It's a moment in time. Like you're upset right now. I relate. I totally have been there, but not like, Ooh, yeah. Tell me more. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah. Cause we all have friends like that. Uh-huh. I've had girlfriends. Most people are like, yeah, that. I've had girlfriends where I swear to God, you could see them like frothing at the mouth when they thought there was a chance I was going to start talking shit about you. Uh, who uh- are they? <laughs> I know how they are. So, okay, have we answered this? Oh, yeah. V, yeah, this find is a, your... Venti. Your venti. Get a venti. And if you don't have a venti, you got to go professional. That's it. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is that I actually don't vent to my therapist about you very much at all. No. Which I might have thought in the beginning that's what it would have become, but it's really more so about my internal thoughts and feelings and occasionally you'll play into that, but not really. So mm. I feel like her specific issue is not really as much a therapy thing and more so finding that core group or that core friend, that venti friend who she really trusts and who's really more so her friend than her husband's. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and who understands long-term relationships. That's really important because someone who's just, who's never been in a relationship for more than a year and they've been together for 10, like they're just not going to understand it in the same way. I don't think. Yeah. There are many techniques to find a venti. <laughs> one is, is a, techniques. This, this is, this is a, a, the Starbucks venti, but one is, <laughs> oh, God. Is that not? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go on. One technique is tried and true. This mm. is age old. This is go back. This goes back to probably like Stone Age. What? So it's it's one of the oldest tricks in the book. You have a potential ventee, right? Okay. And you're vetting them. You're vetting them, and they they think they've passed, but then you 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 drop something on them, and you say, "Don't tell anybody," but you tell them something good. Oh. Something good that you don't want anyone to know. You're like, I don't want anyone to know this. Yeah, book. but people don't spread good information. People aren't like, ha, 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 I'm going to spread that good rumor. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Let me, let me start that again. Okay. Okay. I do that again. You say, listen, I got something to tell you. It's really, it's not good. And you just make something up. It oh, doesn't even matter. Apparently Taylor Swift did that with her friends. Oh yeah. It's been done. I read about that. I don't know if it's true. Countries have this. done that. Yeah. <laughs> Leaders of nations have done that with, with I'm, warring parties. Like yeah. this has been done many times. You tell them something. That's juicy. I mean, you make up something real juicy and it's not good. And you tell that to them and you say, just keep it a secret. You know, yeah. don't tell anybody. And you make sure that's, you know, your venti should be in your group of friends. And then you just pull your friends like a couple of weeks later. You're like, oh, you hear about that thing? And they're like, oh, yeah, we all heard about it. Uh, so I heard that Taylor Swift discovered that there was a rat in her group of friends. That was like sort of leaking 
stories to the press and stuff. Ooh. And so she told each, I don't know if this is true. I read this somewhere, probably in a tabloid. It probably isn't true, but I thought it was clever. She told each of her friends a different thing so that she could track it. And she found who the person was. Wow. That's see, that's, I can, mean, that's, can you imagine being that famous? That's that terrible. would suck. It's terrible. You have to think about shit like that. It's awful. Okay. I think we answered this one. Yeah, be careful about finding your venti, but only find one. Yeah, and in general, the there's so much guilt in here about venting about your husband. Like, you know you have a good relationship. I don't think you need to lose so much sleep about venting. Like, just find the right person and then vent away. Yeah. You know, it's it doesn't reflect negatively on your relationship necessarily. I think if it's happening on a weekly basis, maybe, but... It sounds like it's just sporadic. Like, it's okay. You're human. People yeah. get on each other's nerves. You get, on, you get on mine and I get on yours. And oftentimes, if you have the urge to vent, all, you know, usually I, I find it better to just sort it out with your partner. Oh, Andy. Look at that halo on your head. Okay, let's move on. So, Andy, we are living in a hotel. We, we have are. been for about a month. Mm-hmm. And what gets old fast, you know, when you first get to a new city, you're like, oh, let's try this restaurant. Let's go there. And then, you know, a Tuesday afternoon rolls around and we're both working. Yeah. And the last thing you want to do is worry about lunch. And that's why we're such big fans of Factor. We order Factor back home in New York, and we've been ordering it here as well. Having a fresh, never frozen, healthy meal sitting, waiting in the fridge, ready to be heated up is a game changer. It's such a time saver. It takes away so much stress thinking about meal planning and just what to eat in general. And let's be honest, it's very expensive and it really adds up to get delivery or go out every single lunch. Yes, because you're paying those restaurant prices even if it's takeout. That's right. And you pay delivery fees Mm -hmm. and it's sitting right in your refrigerator. Ready to go. And it's healthy and it's delicious and it's half the cost. And fresh. It's fresh. fresh. And they really do accommodate all diets. Oh, yeah. Because we do not eat meat and they have a million options for us. This is really important to us. Because sometimes by the time you eliminate meat from a menu, you're like, oh, there's two options left. Yeah. They kind of say, oh, we got to do non-meat stuff. You're giving this crap. Yeah. (laughs) They don't put their heart into it. Yeah. So head to go.factor75.com slash Shandy60 and enter promo code Shandy60 at checkout to save 60% off your first box. That's code Shandy60 at go.factor75.com slash Shandy60 to get 60% off your first box. This next question is from Chrissy. Dear Shandy, longtime listener who would love some advice. My name is Chrissy, a 29-year-old female from Oregon. My story starts at age 21, as this is when I met my first love, S. S and I met in college and were friends initially. I always had a giant crush on him, and a few months in, I learned the feeling was mutual. We dated for a total of three and a half years and had a wonderful relationship. I adored S from the moment I met him, when we broke up, and now. The reason I broke up with S is because I was curious about a world outside our relationship. I wanted to travel, focus on my job, be single for a while, and date around. I felt like we were holding each other back. Due to it being a tough breakup, we decided to 100% cut ties so we could move on healthily. I'm so glad we made this decision as it pushed us both to find ourselves. Okay, flash forward to present day. My best friend is getting married in our hometown and I'm a bridesmaid in the wedding. As I'm walking down the aisle, guess who I lock eyes with? Yep, S. I gave him a smile and he returned it with a smile slash nod. During the wedding, he pulled me aside and we caught up. 
Our chemistry was great. I'd forgotten how well we got on and how much we made each other laugh. He told me how rough the breakup was for him and was glad we kept our distance for the past few years. After the wedding, I can't stop thinking about him. I'm feeling a deep sense of loss. My question to you is, should I reach out and try to hang out with him again? Am I just mourning a past relationship? I have no idea if he felt the same spark as I did during the wedding. I also want to respect him because he clearly stated he was glad we kept our distance the last few years. I am at a loss on how to process this situation and would love your perspective. Cheers, Chrissy. Hmm. Leave the past behind. Oh, you think so? That's where it belongs. Oh, we have a different take already on this. So you think it's meant to be in the past? Yes. The thing is, it wasn't, you know, when they say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it's, you know, you break up because it's broken. I really relate to her reasons for ending that relationship at the time she did. You know, they met when she was 21. They dated for three and a half years. I totally felt that itch when I was 24, 25 with my then longtime boyfriend. And I was like, is this it? I'm just going to marry my first real boyfriend, you know, and you start wondering what else is out there. What I'm saying is that their relationship wasn't necessarily flawed. It's that they were just young. It was the time in their life. So now they've had time apart. You know, I, I don't think it's not worth re-exploring to use a lot of double negatives. Did he seem interested? Well, she said she wasn't sure she felt a lot of chemistry and maybe she could just reach out and maybe he's not. Maybe he's got a girlfriend. You never know. She didn't really mention that part. I feel like it would have come up. It's digging up old bodies. Hmm. You know what digging up old bodies entails? A shovel? <laughs> yeah, and a lot of a lot of smelliness. Okay. It stinks. I don't totally agree. I just think that it's the unknown here could haunt her, the what if of it. And I think a crucial detail is it didn't end because they were fighting all the time or they weren't compatible or whatever. Yeah, but if something ends, generally there's something other than just I want to move and explore the world. There's something else. Because if you find true love, you don't ever want to leave it. You'll die for it. Mm. I don't buy that. I don't know. I really relate to why she ended that relationship when she did. So, wow, do we already disagree? We have two different takes on this? Yeah, I mean, look, I don't disrespect your opinion. I think it's worth the curiosity if you want to sate your curiosity. Yeah, and sating that curiosity honestly could be sending a DM saying, hey, it would be great to hang out for coffee sometime. Like, I realized I missed you. And he could be like, oh, actually, it was really hard for me to get over you and I don't want to go there again. And then it's like, okay, now I know. Or maybe he's like, I have a girlfriend and... We're on the verge of getting engaged. Like, okay, now I know. It's the knowing. Sure. If you want to do that, then I'm okay with it. But just beware that you might get stuck back in a relationship that you realize, oh, it wasn't just about me spreading my wings and seeing mm, the world. There were actually were other issues here. And now I'm back in it. And now it's twice as hard to break up because we're older and it's more complicated. And it smells. And now it smells <laughs> like, a, like a corpse. <laughs> okay. It might be a little premature anyway to even have this conversation because they just talked at a wedding I think this could just be, you know, she could dip her toe in with a friendly text message or phone call and I don't know, feel it out. I'm okay with the toe dipping. Yeah. It's possible she is also looking at it through rose colored glasses because she's dated a bunch of other people who maybe weren't as high quality, but that doesn't mean that there are not other high quality people that she could then meet later. You know what I mean? Can I say something very sexist? Am I allowed to? Uh, what? I think when, when, when women go to weddings, I get, they get kind of a little... You think so? A little bit. Okay. You think they get a little nostalgic? Put this this way. There's never, I've never been to a better venue for 
having a fling. Than oh, a wow. Okay. I mean, to me, that's like, it's like Halloween. Like picking up on Halloween. Yeah. yeah. It's like New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, by the way, not a good night to meet a girl. Oh, total, really? Total fallacy. But if you're looking for like Halloween, a, to good. pick up, Halloween's the night. Halloween's the night. What oh, about 4th of July? No. Okay. No. So New Year's Eve, 4th of July, so all 4th crappy. 4th of July is basically a, like a, like a gl- glorified barbecue. But Halloween, girls are looking to hook up. Halloween is the night. I have done it. I am a veteran of this game. I am telling you, Halloween is the night. Wow. Okay. Don't wear a costume that that, that crimps your style either. Don't wear something where your face is totally covered. That that makes life difficult. Wait, for the man or the woman? Both. <laughs> okay. Both. Yeah. Okay. So your point is that you think that maybe having been at a wedding, celebrating her friend's love, that it might have skewed yeah, she's her. She's got those chemicals flowing. She's like, ooh, you know? You know... As much as I want to be offended by that, I don't think you're totally wrong about it. Also, I do wonder if she has been thinking about him before this moment, before she happened to lock eyes with him. That said, there are way crazier stories out there than people having met at 21, dated for a while, breaking up and then, you know, seeing each other again. This is a rom-com thing. It's a rom-com. But rom-coms... There's a reason why rom-coms are in the movies and not mm-hmm. in real life. Yeah. It's How many real-life rom-coms are you aware of? Very, 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 very few. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> okay. Well, I maintain, Chrissy, it's worth just knowing. I think knowing with a capital K is king. Sometimes like, knowing comes at a cost. Sometimes you, you see some beautiful like dessert in a window and you're like, can I just have a little taste? Yeah. Or even take- worse. Have you ever been sitting next to somebody? I've done, I'm, I'm an animal, but have you ever been sitting next to someone at dinner and they're done with their food Yeah. and they're done eating something that you really, really yeah, wanted. And, you kind of wish and you're you like, just- is it so wrong for me? Like, like there's a part you didn't touch. <laughs> it's going to go right in the garbage. I mean, I think about this all the time because it's just waste. It's just waste. You know, okay, I actually have a funny You're not celebrity. eating it. It's not like I'm offending you. It's not like you're like, excuse me, I paid for this. No, you don't care. You'd be happy. You're like, yeah, I take it. It's garbage. I, I have a funny celebrity chef story. Okay. I was on a date with a guy and we were, where were we? We were like near Chinatown, Nolita area. And we were sitting next to Anne Burrell. Do you know who that is? She's a celebrity chef with like the big blonde sort of mohawk yeah, yeah, sure. hairstyle. Whatever. She's a huge personality. And she was sitting with someone else from the Food Network that I don't remember who. But she was like, oh, do you like the thing? That thing on, you know, like on our table. And we had like, we were sharing this thing. We each had our own dish. And we're like, yeah, it's really good. She's like, can I taste it? And we were like. Oh, that's amazing. We were like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you yeah, can. We'd be honored. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so she took her fork and just like took a bite from the area where we hadn't touched Amazing. it. Yeah. And she was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm going to order that. And I'm like, yeah, get it. Like, I, it didn't bother me at all. Right? I mean, she was a celebrity. What if it was just some schmo? I was just like, hey, is- can I have some of your spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, I'm not sure that Anne Burrell is so famous that she's walking around like George Clooney, like, hey, can I have a taste of your whatever? No, I think she understands food. She understands the communal activity. Yeah. It's like goes back to caveman times. You sit around like a boar and you enjoy it. It's like a bonding experience. The trough. Yeah. And there's no reason why strangers can't enjoy each other's food. It's weird if you go into a restaurant alone and you don't get a table and you just wander in yeah. and you start asking people if you can taste their food. <laughs> yeah. I think that's bordering on a felony. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is we have to get back to the analogy because we're getting, sorry. We're getting far. I, there was a reason why it I It was a good up. story, though. It was worth mentioning. It is. And that's Burrell. a great story. I oh, mean, that's a good story. I like my story. I, I would love any celebrity to ask for my leftovers at a restaurant. It wasn't even leftovers. We were still eating it. 
Oh, that's even more badass. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's that's good. I like that. I like yeah, her style. It's a good move. Okay, sorry. She knows food. But my point is, is you can't always just get a taste of something without buying the whole dish. Mm. Okay. <laughs> that was my point. It loses a lot of steam when there's like 15 minutes between the punchline and the setup. Yeah, sorry. My reaction, I think, was a yeah. bit of a letdown. Yeah, okay, but I also think she doesn't necessarily need to buy the whole dish to get the answer she needs. It could- you don't think that, but you don't have the emotions tied up in this situation. No, but I can relate to her situation because I've been there okay. many times, and she might discover that, you know, she felt this initial spark at a wedding mm-hmm. where they're, you know, surrounded by love. They were there celebrating love. All this time had passed. They're both dressed up and feeling probably a little, you know. Frisky. Yeah. Well, when you're all dressed up and at a nice event, you know, you're a little more. I think chemistry can be something it isn't necessarily if you bump into someone at the bodega. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's worth just seeing okay. and then knowing. Fine, but I'm just saying that knowing doesn't always come free. Okay, I don't it's disagree with that. As long as she knows, Chrissy, as long as you know that you could end up, you know, she could end up a little hurt by this. Yeah. I don't know. You're digging up a body, hoping that there's a really expensive ring that was on the finger that people forgot about. <laughs> and yet it turns out there's no ring. And, and now, it's just a stinky body. Yeah, now you have and to do all the work of putting it back in. Yeah, and that's something I don't want to risk. <laughs> okay. I'll leave the body safely below ground. All right, so Chrissy, mixed answers on this one. Good luck. I think you'll do the right thing. All right, this next question is from Anonymous. And this, by the way, is one of those am I the asshole questions. Mm, I like in fact, these. it's titled, am I the jerk? I love these. these I want the to have one of these in every queue. Yeah, I want to tell her she's an asshole. <laughs> Dear Shandy, I, 27 female, am a bridesmaid in a childhood friend's wedding in a few months. We will call her Sarah. My other friend, 27 female, is a bridesmaid as well. We will call her Angie. The wedding is 800 miles away, so we will obviously have to travel. Angie and I discussed and were excited to go down a few days early to make a trip of it with her fiancé and my boyfriend. The wedding is in a small town where flights to the nearest airport were extremely expensive, $800 plus. So we discussed flying into a larger city nearby and driving three hours to Sarah's town the morning of the wedding. God, weddings are a pain in the ass, they? They so are. <laughs> oh my God. God, people, people are really putting you out when they invite you to It's wedding. really unbelievable. I say that as people who have had a wedding. I felt guilty. Yeah, I felt guilty too. I felt guilty. Yes, same. I know you did. (laughs) After discussing details with my boyfriend, I learned he was unable to go as he had a hunting trip already planned for that weekend. After telling Angie, she was bummed but said that her fiancé would still be going with us. I totally understand why she would want him to go, but this makes everything more difficult as they still planned to make a long weekend trip of it. They welcomed me to join their plans, but that would mean getting my own hotel room, joining them for every meal, and third-wheeling the whole weekend. Her fiance is great and I have zero issues with him, but he is 10 years older than us and we just don't have a ton in common. I would fly down on my own and not make a trip of it, but I can't afford a plane ticket to the airport nearby and renting my own car slash driving three hours to her town would be kind of a hassle. Am I the jerk for wishing Angie would offer to come alone and not bring her fiance? Plane tickets have not yet been bought. He has met the bride maybe one time and does not know the groom at all. I tried to find another friend to come with me, but had no luck. Again, I totally understand that this is my problem and not hers, but if the roles were reversed, I would absolutely tell my boyfriend not to come and make a girl's trip out of it. How would you handle this situation, Anonymous? 
Sticky, sticky, sticky. There's a lot of moving parts on this one. Yeah, to me, this one is going to be so subjective because I can picture some people being like, that bitch, she should tell her fiance to stay home and come Mm, just for the wedding. It's a girl's trip. Then I can see other people being like, it's your boyfriend who can't come. She's engaged to the guy. They're making a trip out of it. Like, just be third wheel. I lean towards Anonymous being a little bit of a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) With a heavy heart. Because if I was in her shoes, I'd also be a little annoyed, depending on how much Ah, I like the fiance. So so I think what she's annoyed by are circumstances that have nothing to do with Angie and the fiance. She's annoyed that it costs as much as it does. And, you know, it's a small town, renting and driving a car for three hours, all these things that, frankly, are what made this trip even a trip in the first place. I have to agree. I actually think Anonymous, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're a little bit of a jerk. (laughs) Not a jerk, but... I also think, you know, this is not some guy that her friend Angie has been dating for a few yeah, months. it's not a rando. It's her, it's fiance, her fiance. And they're also flying and making a trip out and of it. And she probably got him all pumped. Maybe he was psyched. He was like, oh, this is, I'm into this. This is going to be fun. And, and then she's like, oh, by the way, you can't come because you have a penis. <laughs> That's not fair. It would be totally different if they had planned this girl's trip as just a girl's trip. And then Angie was like, oh, I'm inviting my fiance and it's going to be a thing where now you're no, the third wheel. It wasn't. They had this plan initially and her anonymous boyfriend was not able to come. It's not Angie's fault. Like, I just think that she's asking too much of her friend to Absolutely. then cancel things. You know, she's excited to spend this time with her fiance too. I don't. Well, you want to break it down into pure like math. financial matters. Okay. Math. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The flight's 800 bucks to this small town, right? Yeah. What's the flight to this other town that's nearby? It can't be any less than 400 bucks. I don't know. I mean, I'd love, like I've often looked for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And usually it's We've like 150 that. bucks less max. Like I've never, <laughs> it's not like there's one town where it's 800 and like you drive three hours and it's like $200. Uh, yeah. Some, that doesn't exist. It depends. Unless I you're guess. in Alaska and you're driving to like an island where like only people like ice fish. <laughs> It's like Gnome to Ice Fish Island. That's that's the only time you go from 800 to 200. So the point is, we're talking about maybe 400 bucks. Maybe. Mm. So is it worth 400 bucks for her to avoid this trip that she's really not looking forward to? And if she can afford that 400 bucks, I'd say pay that money. Otherwise... Stop, because you're gonna you're gonna fracture potential friendship. This is not a good thing to get into. It's not a good idea to tell your friend to tell her fiance to buzz off for a trip you might have been excited for. Yeah. I mean, you have to look at Angie and her fiance as as close, if not closer, than she is to Angie. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So there's also that element. You know, she says, Oh, if my boyfriend could come and her fiance couldn't, I would tell him, you know, to forget it. But Everyone's a little different in this. And I can, you know, I can picture, I can think of a few girlfriends off the top of my head who would have Anonymous's perspective on this. But I've got to say, I uh, I side with, with Angie in this. Yeah. And I just don't think it's the end of the world if you do play third wheel on this. You know, big deal. Like if you don't have that much to talk to the fiance about, I doubt he'll be around 24-7 anyway. Like I'm yeah. sure you can get away for some girl time here and there. I just don't think it's the end of the... Oh, then she's concerned about getting her own hotel room and all that stuff. Yeah, I guess this just comes down to cost. You know, at the end of the day. Yeah. How much is the hotel room? How much is the difference in flights? Is that amount of money worth Mm -hmm. you spending time with this friend's fiance? And honestly, maybe it'll be fun. Maybe she'll at the end be like, oh, you know what? I'm really glad he was there. That made it more fun. Mm. 
It's possible. I don't know. It's totally possible. I think she's being a jerk. <laughs> Sorry. But you're a good shandy. <laughs> I'm very interested. I'm sure some shandies will come in here and, and feel otherwise. You know, the girlfriends that come to mind who I think would take her side are from the South. Isn't right. that interesting? I have some girlfriends who come to mind and they are from the South. And it's like, there's more of this like we're girlfriends and like friends first and actually speaking of venting about your man like they're yeah. the ones who'd be more likely to Ooh, do that yeah. the ones who might froth at the mouth at the oh, idea of they that love a good vent venting below the, the mason dixon <laughs> <laughs> i have friends who i'm sure would agree with her but i i think we both unfortunately no, take cannot, angie's side you can't do that because then you're not only it's it's selfish it's really what this is it comes down to selfishness they're Things, both being selfish but the thing is, I don't think Angie's as wrong in being selfish. No, she's not. She she already told her fiance he's coming. You're being selfish because what's going to happen is you might create a rift between them on top of a rift between you and your friends. You know, it's like going to the movies. Like you go to a multiplex with okay. your friends and you're like, you're like, you're talking about it for a couple of days. You're like, oh, I can't wait to see this movie. It's like a rom-com. Okay. Of some generic rom-com. All right. And you're just like, oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a girls' night at the movies. And you go to the, get to the movie theater, and you're there, and you see that there's like a 16 movies in this movie theater. Okay. And you see that right next door to the, to the rom-com is this horror movie that starts at the exact same time. And your friend's like, oh, man, I really wanted to see that. And your other friend doesn't really like horror movies. And you're like, can we please see this? I really want to see this instead. And you've got yourself all psyched up for this rom-com. And now your friend's like, come on, we're in the movie theater. It's just right next door. It's just, it's a movie. We're just seeing a movie together. It's about us, right? Yeah. Let's just go see this horror movie. (laughs) That's what it's like. (laughs) So the, the idea being derailing plans. Derailing plans because of some kind of convenience issue. Your personal preference. Your personal convenience issue. Yeah, yeah. And that's not fair. You You made the plan. Sleep in the bed. You know who the real asshole is? The friend Sarah who's having her wedding in a small town where it costs 800 yes. bucks to get there. <laughs> yes. You, Sarah, are an asshole. Anonymous, you're just a jerk. <laughs> All right, Anonymous. Sorry we didn't side with you on this one, but I'm sure you will figure it out and have a nice time no matter what. And good luck. Shandy giveth and taketh. <laughs> All right. This next question is from a male, Shandy. A male Shandy? No. A Mandy? <laughs> a Mandy named T. Nice. Dear Shandy, I, 36 male, Midwest, have been dating my girlfriend, 30 female, for a couple of years now. We live together. We also work together in a niche industry. We met at work and got together as my marriage from my longtime partner, 34 female, was breaking up. My girlfriend is a great person. She's smart, ambitious, attractive, and caring. She cooks great meals for us nearly every day. It's such a man thing it's to like, say. She's <laughs> like smart, caring, whatever. She cooks meals. You know, growing up, I thought that was overrated. You know, the, the saying, oh, no. the way to a man's heart. It's unbelievable for. how much you love being cooked for. It's insane. If you cooked for me exclusively Hmm. like all my meals you cooked for me yeah and other than that you're a total bitch i'd be happy i mean you've told me before that you stayed with a girlfriend far longer than you would have because of her paella (laughs) i mean it was such a mean paella (laughs) i still think about it despite this i know she's not the one and i am not sure how to tell her she has started to drop hints about marriage and i feel like i would be settling for something i know isn't quite right even though it is comfortable 
The same thing happened with my prior marriage. I have only ever been in long-term relationships. The house I'm sharing with my girlfriend now is her house, and I moved in from the house I shared with my ex. Ooh, mm. I haven't been on my own in years. The other issue around leaving the relationship is that doing so would cause tension at work. I've been in this job for nearly a decade. The thought of looking for something else is daunting. I would prefer to stay, but I feel like I'd have to leave if I ended the relationship with my girlfriend out of respect to her. Am I being foolish to consider leaving this relationship? How should I proceed? Thanks, T. Can I tell you something? I'm going to say something that I really believe and people disagree with me. Uh If you're ever thinking seriously for a long time about leaving a relationship, you should leave the relationship. Why would anyone have a problem with that? Who would disagree with that? No, people are going to say, oh, no, you should give it a shot. He's going to have problems. No, I think everyone will agree with you. They've been together for a couple of years. He knows it's not right. My big thing is that, T, you're not doing her any favors by staying with her. Well, that's like, a given. Let her go. Set her free. Yeah. She's she's 30. She's going to have a great time. She's going to have a very easy time out there dating, especially with all those delicious meals. Oh, she my cooks. God. She's, uh, she's got the pick of the litter. <laughs> Oh, what's tonight? Eggplant parmesan? (laughs) I love you. Yes. Set her free, T. Set her free. You're not doing her a favor. You're not giving her the gift of your company. Let her go. She thinks this is going towards marriage. You know it's not. Let her go. Yes. And if that means you need to leave the job, you do it because it's the right thing to do. Or if there's a way to make it work and you stay, then do that. But for the love Uh, of God, let her go. If I've learned one lesson in life is that even if you move to the moon... For a partner, Mm -hmm. the moon, not proverbially. I'm saying literally you bought a spaceship. (laughs) You spent all your money on the spaceship. Okay. You went to the moon. You had space suits. You built, you, you carried wood. You know how much it costs to transport wood? And building materials to the moon? (laughs) It's like each pound is like a million dollars. Okay. All right. So So you get there, you build the house and you find out you're not really into the, the, the partner. Uh You leave the moon. Yes, you do. Yeah. I don't know why the moon needed to be a nest. So you could have just said another to, continent. No, I had to take it to the extreme <laughs> because it's, it's, I want to make it clear. There's no exception to this rule. Yeah. If a relationship is, is not right, mm-hmm. forget about the logistics, forget about the work, forget about the place you have to go, but this is your life. Yeah. It's, it's honestly, it's so, he already learned this lesson. He said it didn't feel right in his last relationship and he got out of it. I get the impression that there might have been a little bit of overlap. We met at work and got together as my marriage for my longtime partner was breaking up. Mm. He moved straight from that other house to his girlfriend's Rebounds house. Rebounds are dangerous, he especially knows, when it's workmates. T, you know, you've, you've already learned this lesson. At what point are you going to implement the lesson that you have learned? From a man, I'm telling you, as a Mandy, I'm telling you. I've made this mistake. Don't linger. You're done. It's mm. over. You may be able to stay in this industry. You may be able to stay in this job. It may work out. Mm-hmm. You may be able to keep most of the things that you think you're going to lose. Yeah. But you got to get rid of the relationship because you can get a new job. You can find new money. You can find a new apartment. But if the connection's not there and you know she's not the one, she's not going to become the one. No, she's not. Honestly, the more I think about this question, the more it miffs me. Miffs. I'm miffed. Because it just reeks of that passivity. Yeah, it's passive. You know, we talk a lot about men being passive. They're like, yeah, I like her. She's great. No offense to you. I'm not coming at you. It's just like in general, men. It's like this woman's cooking for him every day. 
She probably helped him get over that breakup with his ex-wife. He's living in her house. She's great. She's beautiful. She's caring. She's ambitious. All these things. It's like, if you know she's not the one and she's making hints about marriage, it's like, let her go. Shit or get off the pot. Yeah. yeah. Is it worth getting into another marriage that you're not happy yeah. with? Because like, you saved like some job awkwardness? Come yes. on. The amount of damage that you're going to cause to her and yourself for letting this linger on and become something more complicated is going to way outweigh the amount of work and logistics that you're going to have to deal with if you end it. Yeah. At the end of the day, breakups are always inconvenient. It's not like they own the house together. It sounds like it's her house. Maybe he pays rent or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he pays half the mortgage. It could be a lot more complicated. They could be married with kids. Yeah. Like you it's ha- inconvenient to break up with people, period. You have the luxury of ending this without any real meaningful entanglements, except this work thing, which trust me in the end, two, three years down the road, you're not going to even remember. Mm-hmm. Set her free I mean it, T. I feel very strongly about this one. Don't be another one of those guys that's like, and drags their feet and, and wastes women's time. I When I read this, I feel this. I feel 30 Fs. I don't know anything about her. The girlfriend. I feel her time being wasted as we discuss this. And I am irked. Miffed, I say. This is, this This is, not to coin an extremely hackneyed phrase, this is cutting off your nose to spite your face. By Mm. staying in this relationship. Totally. Yes. All right, T. I know I went a little hard on you, but good luck. It's over. All right. This next question is from R as in the letter. Dear Shandy, first, just wanted to tell you guys that I recently started to listen to the pod and it has quickly become my most favorite. Yay! I'm obsessed with your Q&As. I've gone back and listened to every single one. I'm hoping you can help me with what initially sounds like a silly problem, but actually causes a fair amount of friction in my daily life. Here goes. I'm a 36-year-old female, and I love reality TV. My husband of almost 10 years, 40 years old, we'll call him G, does not. Over the pandemic, we've both taken steps to better our mental well-being and get rid of things slash people slash situations that don't serve us anymore, and our evening entertainment has taken a major hit. My husband prefers to watch dramas, very serious shows with heavy plots. I used to be able to tolerate these types of shows, but ever since becoming a mom seven years ago, we've got two littles. My mom brain cannot handle them. They cause me pretty significant anxiety, and I find them overwhelming and overall completely unenjoyable. I suffered from postpartum anxiety, and although that is gone, I cannot watch anything that depicts children in bad situations. Mm. It's very triggering and stressful to me. On the other side, my husband says the shows I want to watch, quote, make him feel bad (laughs) and give him anxiety. (laughs) I primarily watch reality dating and competition shows, Bachelor franchise, Big Brother, Survivor, Amazing Race, Love is Blind, The Circle, Temptation Island, the list could go on. I like these types of shows because each season is different, while at the same time somewhat predictable. So they are my TV safe space. Haha. <laughs> Admittedly, my husband put up with my bad TV up until the past year or so. Now we are at a stalemate. G works a lot of hours and I do not watch TV during the day because I'm busy with the kids and don't want my kids exposed to grown up TV. The only time we both have to enjoy our shows is from 8 to 10 p.m. We've gotten into many arguments over it because we both feel like we deserve to have our guilty TV pleasure time after the kids are in bed. It's led to us watching our own shows in separate rooms and resentment because in truth, we'd like to be spending that time together. 
It makes me sad, but here we are, both being pretty stubborn. Am I crazy? Is it wrong that I kind of feel like G is being petty? I don't want to ditch my shows because I love them and it is something I really look forward to. I listen to a lot of podcasts about these shows, which keeps me company as a somewhat isolated stay-at-home mom. Again, it's more than just not liking his shows. They really do give me serious anxiety. I feel like TV should be enjoyable. Can you help me, Shandy, or tell me if I'm being ridiculous or valid in my feelings? Your takes always seem to simplify things in the best of ways, and I'm hoping for some Shandy clarity. Much love, R. She's being ridiculous. <laughs> well, so his shows cause her anxiety, and her shows make yeah, him feel sad. but they're watching shows separately. About- TV shouldn't be the basis of a marriage. Yeah. I mean, it is a nice thing well, when you like the same they, shows. Yeah, well, it's their time they spend together, but I honestly, I feel about this the way I feel about sleeping. Remember, it's like this is this isn't representative of your no. relationship. Who cares if you're watching the same show together, side by side on the same? As sofa. a matter of fact, one of our newlywed questions in our love fest mm-hmm. is, "What show do you watch because of your partner?" Yes. So part of TV is sacrificing in itself. Yeah. So if you're watching TV separately, so be it. Yeah. You both get what you want. You're not having the communal experience. Fine. But that's not really quality marriage time anyway, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. When I'm watching Game of Thrones, I'm not thinking, oh, I can't. I'm so happy I'm spending time with Charlene. I'm into Game of Thrones. (laughs) Like you might not even, I forget you're there. Yeah, no. If anything, we'll just sort of like chime in here or there. But I don't really consider that active together time. And not to bring it back to newlyweds games that we do, but another question, which has sort of fallen off the map, but we have asked this many times is, what would you most want? Separate bedrooms, separate bathrooms or separate TV. Mm -hmm. And I think that that says a lot right there. Not everyone's going to have the same taste. And our, I'm just going to get it out of the way that we can relate because Andy likes to watch shows that I simply have no interest in. Like you yeah. like, like yellow jackets. I'm like city on a hill, a city on a hill, euphoria, all these shows. And there's str- stuff that I don't even tell you about. I literally, I'm ashamed. <laughs> I watch some things on Netflix that I don't even tell you about. Oh. That's so not up your alley that I can't even think about letting you know that I'm actually watching them. Can't I think even you'll think judge about me. letting me know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They just, they stress me out. Meanwhile, I want to watch Selling Sunset and you're like, shoot me. I think that's okay. I really just don't think you have to have the same taste in everything. No. Honestly, if you could pick to have the same taste in only a couple of things food. and not others. Yeah. I would way rather make sure we have the same taste in food. Oh, so food's when I'm, important. Yeah. So when I'm craving Thai food, you're like, yeah, I could go for Thai. That's so much more important to me than oh, being like, yeah, more let's, important than TV. let's tear into some terrace house. Yeah. Travel <laughs> and food. Yeah. Two things that are way, way more important to have similar tastes. Par- and television. parenting. Oh my God. They have two kids. So oh, and parenting. Yeah. yeah I, I just think that yeah. this isn't really a big deal. Or no. I think that you're making this together time out to be more than it is. I don't really think it's that much together time. Honestly, you're just in the same place at the same time watching the same thing. You know, when people would say dinner and a movie is a really bad first date because the movie you're not actually together. It's so true. Oftentimes, I'm annoyed by the person I'm seeing a movie with. They're like chatting to me during the oh, movie. Yeah. It's like, Stop I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to know you. I just want to know there's a body near me. Yeah. So I'm not alone in the movie theater. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm okay with too. Yeah. Andy does see movies by himself. Yeah, I do. It's enjoyable. But I will say this that. Seeing a movie or watching TV with someone is the lowest form of hanging out. Yes. I think, R, you would be way better served to make an intentional date night once a week or one day a week, 
you find one show that you can get on the same page about or play a board game or do something that's like intentional together time every other night like look forward to your show look forward to your love is blind like great that's awesome the worst thing about watching tv that you like is watching it with someone who's judging you Oh yeah, that makes it worse than not watching. Well, anything. that's why I don't like watching my shows with you yeah. there because and I'm I like I just want to watch my trash. Just let me watch my trash in peace. And I like letting you watch your trash. Mm-hmm. I like watching you watch your trash without me having to watch it. With you. <laughs> and there are shows I, I refuse to believe there's not some place where you guys meet, mm. like like White Lotus, for example. Oh that's yeah, that's a good show. That's one not of the shows heavy, we watch together. But interesting, heavy enough that someone who likes drama would be into it. And light enough that someone who likes reality TV would be engaged. Yeah. White Lotus has been a real sweet spot for us. Yeah. And documentaries and things like that. Documentaries, nature shows. I think you can find a sweet spot. I think you need to do a little more work to find that that perfect medium of a show where you both can watch. But in the meantime, there's nothing wrong with watching shows in separate rooms. It's Mm -hmm. actually delightful. Yeah. It's just like- You both get to enjoy time alone- doing things that you like, and then you reconnect. Yeah, it's just like sleeping separately. It's sleep time. It's functional. This is functional. You're unwinding after a long day. It's not you connecting deeply on an emotional level. I agree. All right, our good luck. I don't think you need it. I think you're overthinking this one. Enjoy your trash TV. (laughs) All right, this next question is from J as in the letter. Dear Shandy, this is likely a unique question and would love to hear your and the Dear Shandy community's thoughts. I, 34 female, have a cat, 6 male. He is a beautiful Russian blue. Oh. Andy loves mm, Russian blues. I do. With a feisty yet loyal personality. The problem, in the year 2016, when there was only a handful of scandals to date, I named my cat Kanye. Oh, no. (laughs) To be clear, I was a fan, not a major fan, just an everyday fan, but the name felt right. I've stuck with the name through many, many ups and downs, but now it feels officially time to retire the name. <laughs> the solution seems simple. Well, you simple. can call him Yay. Because <laughs> that doesn't work either. The solution seems simple. Rename the cat. However, my husband refuses to, not out of loyalty to human Kanye, but that in it feels ridiculous to rename a six-year-old cat. At this point, the name feels outright offensive, and there are times when my neighbors hear me screaming, Kanye, from the house with no other context. (laughs) Any suggestions? Am I being overly sensitive? Any good names that rhyme with Kanye? (laughs) Thank you for the time. You two always make me laugh. I've never loved a Bachelor recap more j p.s for context my husband and son are jewish which is a driving factor here the name kanye is something i no longer want to support (sighs) it's a tough one i would say you're the former cat owner uh, look i uh, yeah i mean i understand that as many people probably don't is that a cat knows its name very well unlike dogs Dogs no, no. I think people just think of cats as like doing their own thing. They're, yeah. they're like, I don't care. Name, whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever I want. I don't yeah. care what you call me. But it's actually totally not true. Yeah. Cats know their name very well. Yeah. Like I, I used to do this thing. I had a cat, a Russian blue mix. Yeah. Called Rain. Yes. Rain. I mean, very dear to my heart. May she rest in Rain. peace. Why I did you name her Rain again? Well, she was the color of rain and it was raining when we got her. Okay. And the song Rain, which at the time, this is like 100 years ago, came on the radio. I was like, oh, Rain. Wait, the song Rain, who sings that? Oh, man, it's from like 93. Let it it rain. No. 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 It's like Rain is the the opener of the chorus. It's like Rain, like 
fallen on. It sounds Alanis Morissette. Okay. It's like 93, 94. And it's like rain something. It's raining. No, and it's like rain on a sun, sun the day. No, I'm singing it. You're, it's like raining on your wedding day. Yes. It's ironic by Yes, Alanis it's Rosa. ironic. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure that's the one? No. <laughs> Not at all. Okay. But so the cat's name was Rain. Okay. That I know. All right. And I used to do this trick. This Wait, you should tell the Shandies to, to think of it. Yeah. If you guys can think of a song, we're thinking like 90, like early to mid 90s, uh, female vocalist, Rain is in the chorus. <laughs> I don't know. Come up with something. Thank you. I believe in them. So anyway, cat's name was Rain. Yes. And I used to do this trick when it was like a party trick. Okay. I used to say Rain, then Snow then rain, then snow. And the cat, my cat, rain, <laughs> it's not the cat. It was very dear to my heart. Would meow every time I said rain. Oh my God, that's so cute. So Dude. I would say rain, meow. snow, rain, meow. snow, rain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, rain, meow. snow, rain, meow. snow, rain. Meow. Wait, what if you said lane? Nope. Or pain. Nothing. Gain. Oh, no. <laughs> you keep going? I think I'm suddenly going to be like, oh, yeah, that you, one. You're telling me if you said Lane. No. She you're, wouldn't. You are belittling cats. You well, are I only say that because my dog Avery. Cats. Your dog Avery was, was, had mental problems. <laughs> no, well, no mean, most dogs you can rename. No, Avery was. Slow. You can rename a dog. Like you're telling me that if Rain had to be put up for adoption at around six years old, and then someone else adopted her and was like, "I don't like the name Rain. I'm going to name her." So I don't give me a name. Um, um, Cleopatra. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me Rain over time wouldn't respond to Cleopatra. Yeah, maybe over two, three years, eventually she'd get used to the new name. Yeah, but also there'd be a new home. A new environment, like everything would be new. So maybe. I honestly think it's from, it's because I got her when she was like three weeks old. I think it's stuck. I think she knows the name Rain. Okay. So your point being that you don't think that Jay should rename I Kanye. think that the cat's name is Kanye. I mean, I understand the predicament. I understand why she's like, I don't want to have my name, my cat's name be Kanye anymore. Well, this is not dissimilar from our previous Q&A question where the brother-in-law steals the baby name. It's not the same. Is it? Is you? 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 You felt it was fine to rename the dog. Yeah, but the so, dog was a puppy. It was brand new. Right. So that you're more right in that situation than renaming the cat now. Yes, it's socially a little unacceptable mm -hmm. for most, for a lot of people to name your cat Kanye. Yeah. But the cat's not a kitten. If the cat was a little kitten and his name was Kanye, there'd be a lot more judgment. Let's mm. be honest. I mean, for me, I just, uh, I'm not familiar enough with cats and their attachment to their own names to know. But, but I, I know. only have experience with a dog. And you seem to be very sure that cats? Rain would not have responded to Lane. No, they know their name and they appreciate their name and they love their name. And mm. that cat loves the name Kanye. You know, in a way, it's kind of a funny story. That's what I'm saying. It's funny. Yeah. Uh. But it's sort of not funny for some people. Yeah. There's going to always be a you're couple the one, You're the Jewish one in the room. You're the one who's allowed I, to say this. <laughs> I, as a Jewish person, I would find it hilarious if the cat was named Kanye. Because I knew it, there was no malice. Was yeah. the cat six years old? Yes. Kanye was 
he was okay six years ago. Well, six years ago, Kanye, I take. And six years ago, Kanye didn't go by Ye. Now you would name the cat Ye. Yeah. Kanye isn't Ye's name anymore. <laughs> Kanye's a different person. Kanye, 2015 Kanye, I'm okay with. Mm. I'm okay with Kanye, 2015. He's writing good songs. I like his songs. He's not talking too much. He already has that God complex, though. Yeah, but a lot of these guys do. That's standard fare. I think you keep the name. It's a joke. It's funny. A couple of people are going to get offended because they don't have a sense of humor. And that's life. But they're not going to be that offended. No one's going to come over and be like, I am never speaking to you again. Your cat is named Kanye, Mm. who you named six years ago. Mm. No one's going to ever get upset about it. Really upset. Plus, I do think it would be an uphill battle because Jay says that her husband says no. like He would never rename it. Don't rename the cat. Just leave it Kanye. Maybe try try to see if Khan goes. It's not a great name. Just That's maybe the worst out. cat name of all time. What about Khan Day? Oh. I was thinking candy, but like Khan Day. Oh my lord. That I, just, is, I mean that she is She said things that rhyme with Kanye. I don't know. I, I feel for her. I feel for her. But I actually do think the name Kanye for a cat is really funny. It's an amazingly funny name. Yes. It's so funny. And it's made almost funnier by how much Kanye sucks. It was funny when he didn't suck. Mm -hmm. And it might be slightly funnier when he sucks. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily show fandom. I think what the name actually conveys is spite. So just Kanye. The cat's name is Kanye. It's a spite name. Think of it that way. (laughs) It's a spite name. Okay, well... I think you answered that one. I don't feel fully qualified to answer this one. Good luck. That's a very interesting predicament. When she said it's a unique question, she wasn't wrong. All right, then, Andy, that is a wrap for this Q&A because I have a dress rehearsal to go sing. So if you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews, and generally do all of the things that you would do to support a podcast that you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye.